podcast. Here are your hosts, Cam and Kobe. Welcome to Mindless Banter 44. Hi. Hey, what's up, buddy? Hi. How you doing? We're going to be prophets once again here. <laughs> I, this I, is what's coming the end of the year. Yeah, so well, maybe. We get back to it. What are we talking about, man? What is it? Aliens. Aliens. Aliens today. Not illegal aliens. Nope. We're talking about the real aliens. We're talking about extraterrestrials. Yeah. And, and some of the theories of why we haven't seen more. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about the the basics. We're gonna talk about Roswell, Area Fifty One. You know all it's those types sweet of things. stuff to talk about. It's super. I fun. get all into it when I start like reading. It. I'm like, oh man, we just do every episode on aliens. <laughs> Seriously, so so you much. could literally just yeah. have tons of information every could. podcast. But obviously, this is a mindless banner, so we're just gonna have fun with it. It's no big deal. Just yeah. and we don't want to piss aliens off. No, I mean we've pissed enough people off <laughs> that we don't want to start pissing people off that don't live here. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Or do they? Or do they? Yeah. Um. Hey, Cam. How many times, seriously, have you tried to find a comfortable pair of pants or a button-up Always. shirt <laughs> that doesn't make you look like a rent-a-cop or MC Hammer? You know what I mean. All the time. Yeah, it's hard. But you want it to have, like, all the functionality you're looking for, and especially us as preppers, you know? We have all this gear we like to carry with us. We have EDC stuff. And it's hard to find something where you don't look like you're that, like, cargo pants-wearing crazy person, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Look, the guys from Off the Grid Surplus, they've sent us some gear. We've tested it. You've seen the pictures if, if you follow us on Instagram. We love it. Kim right now is wearing I'm the shirt. Wearing the shirt right now. He's wearing it right now. He look. He looks gorgeous. It's nice and cool. Yeah. I feel like I could survive in here. Absolutely. For like months. You totally could. So imagine if you combine outdoor workwear and tactical with an actual quality fit. And I think that's the thing I like about it the most is it fits well. Right. It fits really well. It looks good. It's super comfortable. Uh, go check out the photos that we have on Instagram. You can actually go to Off the Grid Surplus on Instagram. There's some photos of us wearing the gear too. Yeah, because we just look so damn good. They're like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna post it on our Instagram too because yeah. you look so freaking good. Um, so apparently Josh, he's the founder. He's a cut and sew clothing designer. He's actually like legit. That's cool. He used to work for a major outdoor brand, but got sick of it because they uh, one were against the Second hippies. Amendment. Yeah, they're hippies, and they supported closing off road trails. All bad things. We don't like that. Basically, they didn't support his lifestyle. So he created his own brand that fits his and our lifestyle because that's the kind of stuff we like, right? So check out their site, offthegridsurplus.com. Look, it used to be a 10% code, but guess what happened? Yeah, added five to it. It's 15%. 15% off yeah, with our awesome. code Casual Preppers. This <clears throat> is a limited time code, so don't miss out. Again, that's offthegridsurplus.com. Code casual preppers. Get your shirts, get your pants, start looking like a cool dude. Stop looking like an idiot. <laughs> All right. Seriously, even when we went camping this last weekend, yeah. I grabbed it because it's, you know, you have, you always hold on to those shirts. You're like, well, this mm -hmm. would be a good camping shirt. Yeah. Because sure. I can ruin it. And mm -hmm. these are awesome because you can trash them and they don't ruin. They don't like, trash. I washed yeah. it and it looks like I'm going to church. Exactly. You could go Prepper to church. church. Throw on a tie, you're good. Yeah, seriously. Right? So, Cam, we decided we want to talk about aliens today, right? They're so... I love them. They're my favorite people of <laughs> <They> all time. <laughs> aliens. <laughs> what do they look like? Who knows? Nobody knows. Where do they live? Who knows? Nobody knows. So, we just thought we would do a little bit of some of the big alien events in history. Yeah. Right? That, yeah. Or... Some of the they, most common. Are they alien events? Know. Are they? I don't know. All of them are. All of them are. They're, okay. There's no question. So... A lot of times when you when you think about aliens, you, you go back to Roswell, right? 
It's in Tony I- Hawk went there. It's in Idaho, right? Yeah, Tony Hawk did go there. <laughs> I think that last time we talked about this, we're like, what were we, we Arizona? <laughs> Idaho? I don't remember where Roswell's at. Yeah, we did. It's, it's in New Mexico. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> we had a hard time. Um, so this was in the summer of 1947. What a glorious year it was. At the dawn of the Cold War, when the U.S. Army Air Forces sent out a shocker of a press release. Now, this is crazy. Actually, it's beyond that. Yeah. Um, announcing they'd recovered a flying disc from a ranch near Roswell, New Mexico. <laughs> we found a flying disc. <laughs> flying disc. Read all about it. Read all about it. <laughs> War's not over, folks. <laughs> We're going to war for the aliens. Is it Nazis? Is it Martians? We don't know. Come look at the flying desk. <laughs> Anyways, sometime between mid-June and early July of 47, rancher W.W. Mac Brazel. That's sweet. I, I would love to have, like, my two first, like, W.W. Just W.W. W.W. William William Mac <laughs> Brazel. I got two first names, both the same. <laughs> William William Mac William Brazel. Wally. <laughs> yeah. He found wreckage on his sizable property in Lincoln County, New Mexico, approximately 75 miles north of Roswell, ah. right? So he's like several flying so Lincoln discs. Lincoln County should be the most I know. well-known. Should, should be. Several flying disc and flying saucer stories had already appeared in the national press that summer. So something about like the late 40s, people started seeing aliens or they started making <laughs> shit up about aliens. Or, or a lot uh, of drug use. Or a lot of drug use. We don't know then what it was. Know. But the 40s is where a lot of this started. Um, there was a lot of stories so leading Brazel to believe that the wreckage, which included rubber strips, tin foil, and thick paper, might be something of that ilk. So it was like, there's a lot of contradiction. What kind of like with Hollywood and like cranking out more movies mm -hmm. and more sci-fi yeah, stuff. Yeah, it could have been, like, yeah. The I saw fiction. one. <laughs> I saw one. Right after I saw that movie, I saw one. Yeah. Um, he brought some of the material to Sheriff George Wilcox of Roswell, who in turn brought it to the attention of Colonel William Blanchard, the commanding officer at of the Roswell Army Airfield. So he's like, cool. He took it to the sheriff. The sheriff's like, oh, shiz. He took it to the Army. And so the next day... The Army released a statement writing that the many rumors regarding the flying disc became a reality yesterday when the intelligence office of the 509th Bomb Group of the 8th Air Force Roswell Army Airfield was fortunate enough to gain possession of a disc through the cooperation of one of the local ranchers and the sheriff's office of Chavez County. Chavez. I think that's how it's said. I don't know. It's weird. It's called, they called it the RAF. Yeah, I know. Like, so close to the Royal Army. Yeah. Or Royal Air Force. So they they saw it and they released that statement saying that they got uh, a possession of a flying disc, right? So the following day, the Roswell Daily Record ran a story about the crash in the RAAF's astonishing claim, but the U.S. Army officials quickly reversed themselves on the flying saucer claim, mm. stating that the, the found debris was actually from a weather balloon, releasing photographs of Major Marshall posing with pieces of the supposed weather balloon debris as proof. So, if you look at the photos, it doesn't look like a flying saucer, the, the photo that they released. It looks like a bunch of tinfoil and some paper and stuff, right? So they're like, no, wait, 
It wasn't a flying saucer. It was a weather balloon. Like, what on earth are they thinking? So, <laughs> so for decades, many UFO researchers were skeptical of the government's changed account. And for sure. Yeah, well, why wouldn't Excited. you be? Excited. Check this out. <clears throat> no, no, just kidding. Never mind. We jumped Actually, down. wasn't a flying saucer. There's value in this. We don't. <laughs> yeah. That's how they are. So in 94, the U.S. Air Force released a report in which they conceded that the weather balloon story had been bogus. So now they're saying Whoa, both wait, stories. What? Both stories are bogus. According to the 1994 explanation, the wreckage came from a spy device created for an until-then-classified project called Project Mogul. Wow. So, this is their third story about this thing. The device that connected... Sounds similar to a uh, recent event with a particular virus. Heck, (laughs) how many stories have we got? stories a million times. Masks work, masks don't work. Don't wear masks, they don't work. They're worth it, wear it. Everybody needs to wear a mask. It's fine. Don't quarantine. Quarantine! In the shower, wear a mask. (laughs) Yeah. The device, a connected string of high-altitude balloons equipped with microphones, was designed to float furtively over the USSR, detecting sound waves at a stealth distance. No. So that's what this, that's what they're saying in 1994. I want to hear that. It's probably just... (sighs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) Well, the air sounds windy. I don't know. (laughs) There's a particular increase in wind movement. So it does make sense. It says these balloons were ostensibly would ostensibly monitor the Soviet government's attempts at testing their own atomic bomb. So it was there to pick up the loud noise from an A-bomb test, uh, if that makes sense. It wasn't trying to like clear off listen the- to people talk or anything like that, right? Oh, it was just yeah. big, big uh, sounds. Big sounds. <laughs> Super big ones. <laughs> so it was like... <laughs> well, they must have... <laughs> yeah. That must have been the SAR. Must have been it. Because Project Mogul was a covert operation, the new report claimed a false explanation of the crash was necessary to prevent giving away details of their spy work. Mm-hmm. So, but still, this so, seems weird. Uh, like, so, why would they start with a flying disc, then oh. move to the weather balloon, and now they're moving to, oh, it was a spy operation? So, yeah. Weird stuff. Yeah. Other elements of the Roswell story, namely that some eyewitnesses claimed that there were alien bodies taken from the site. Yeah, I remember that. Yep, were explained as fallen parachute test dummies in a more extensive <laughs> follow-up report in 1997. We couldn't create them. We couldn't design them very well, so they look real weird. They look real weird. So they were, so this was, the, the first report was from 94, and this one was from 97 saying, wow. no, those were parachute test dummies. That's crazy. Yeah, that's really, really weird. Another questionable theory advanced in the book Area 51, an uncensored history of America's top secret military base, states that the crashed flying vehicle was neither extraterrestrial nor the work of the U.S. spies. Rather, it was, was a an, Russian? It was an unconventional plan to introduce, induce widespread American panic implemented by Soviet strongman Joseph Stalin. Oh, yeah. So, we've talked about this before, I think. According to the source, adolescent children were deformed by the Soviets to resemble aliens and then deployed (laughs) in an aircraft to fly over New Mexico. According to the book, Stalin's plan was for the children to climb out and be mistaken for visitors from Mars. Panic would ensue, and America's early warning radar system would be overwhelmed with sightings of other UFOs. But they got cooked? Well, I don't know. They don't say. Because wow. this is just this is just another theory. And why of all the spots in the United States, New Mexico? Oh shoot, <laughs> land in this yeah desert. So there are so many different contradicting stories about yeah. the Roswell incident. 
that who knows what it is. So first the army says, yeah, we got a flying saucer. Definitely room for some conspiracy. Yeah. And so as you can see, this has turned into a decades-long conspiracy theory, and nobody's quite sure. Um, That's crazy. Was it aliens? Was it conspiracy? Nobody really knows. So if we move on from Roswell, the next— actual— the, uh, Area 51? The, yeah, let's talk about Area 51. This is a completely different place. This is in Nevada, right? Area 51 is the common name of Same. a Just highly classified <laughs> United States Air Force facility. 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 <laughs> That's so funny that actually we just <laughs> like that. Right, hard work. Um, located within Fa-fa-la. the Nevada Test and Training Range, a remote detachment administered by Edwards Air Force Base. The facility is officially called Homey Airport, <laughs> That's so stupid. or Groom Lake, and I Ooh. hear it called Groom Lake actually quite a bit, named after the salt flat situation situated next to its airfield. Um, sure, there is so many crazy things about Area Fifty One. It just oh my like, gosh, we could talk about it all day long. Yeah, we could. We're not going to, but we could. Um, details of the facility's operations are not publicly known, but the United States Air Force. Are you okay over there? Um, it says that it is an open training range, and it mostly noises. most likely supports the development and testing of experimental aircraft and weapon systems. So the Air Force is running it, and we think that that's all they're doing is experimental weapons and aircraft and all those types of things. The United States Air Force acquired the site in '55 uh, primarily for flight testing the Lockheed U-2 aircraft. And that's not the band. That's actually a, a <laughs> it's not Bono. Okay. Area 51 has become f- a focus of modern conspiracy theories due to its secretive nature and connection to classified aircraft research. Theories include, so listen to some of these theories that people think are going on at Area 51. The storage, examination, and reverse engineering of crashed alien spacecraft, including materials supposedly recovered at Roswell, the study of their occupants, and the manufacture of aircraft based on alien technology. Right? And we'll talk a little bit more about this, but that is... And figure out how they do voting yeah, yeah. on alien plants. Um, but this is basically what Bob Lazar uh, yeah. says, you know, and if you don't know Bob we Lazar, talked about him we'll talk about him a little more. through it, yep. running his hand along it. Yeah. Ooh. Just like a Jerry Bruckheimer film or yeah. something, you know, <laughs> on a yeah, nice car. Yeah. Probably like eight, no, no, 1,600 mile per yeah. hour. Mm-hmm. That's going to be sweet. <laughs> um, another thing they think is there's meetings or joint undertakings with extraterrestrials going on at Area 51. Makes sense, right? It does. Also, the development of exotic energy weapons for the Strategic Defense Initiative and other weapons programs. The development of weather control is happening at Area 51. About time. This is my favorite. The development of time travel and teleportation technology. I sure as hell hope someone's working on no this kidding. right now. We're a little behind on we're, that. Yeah, or maybe we're not. Maybe we're ahead. <laughs> we don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. In, of all t- of them, let's just time focus is relative. On that time I is would relative. Love to teleport. Somewhere. Oh my gosh! Teleportation, time we're travel. We're going to the beach tonight, honey. Have we already talked about time travel? We, we did. did. Yeah, that we did. Uh, something about that. It's pretty fascinating. Gives me just the fact that goosebumps. Like, I know. I love that, it. Like super smart. Brainiacs are like yeah. it's possible. You could do it. You just got to get a ton of energy. Yeah, and have an infinite tube. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like all the stuff that. <laughs> okay, that but it's possible. Right. Okay, yeah. it sounds possible. Um, the development of exotic propulsion systems related to the Aurora program. So the Aurora program is this weird space program. I don't know much about, but it's something. 
Activities related to a shadowy one-world government or the Majestic 12 organization. <laughs> I don't know anything about these, the Majestic 12 organization, but I'm going to have to look into it. So those are all. I was part of the Majestic 12. <laughs> yeah, and I, I left. kicked out. I left and now it's a Majestic 11, you know. <laughs> they still get stuff done. They still get the Should have been the Majestic 13. Yeah. But so many of the hypotheses. Can I failed a physical. <laughs> <laughs> you got a diabetes that don't let you in. <laughs> What the hell? I got palpitations and ow. <laughs> Couldn't keep in there. Yeah, dang it. Many of the hypotheses concern underground facilities at Groom Lake or Papoose Lake, also known as the S4 location. Good freak. Is that the same place that's got three other names? Well, there's different locations at Area 51. So Groom, S4. Papoose. Yeah. S4 was the one that uh, Bob that Lazar the- claimed he worked at. Um, that's 8.5 miles south and includes claims of a transcontinental underground railroad system. Wow. Transcontinental underground. <laughs> Think about it. Um, a disappearing airstrip nicknamed the Cheshire Airstrip, which briefly appears when water is sprayed onto its camouflaged asphalt and, <laughs> and engineering based on alien technology. So oh, cool. there's an airstrip there that you can't see unless you get it wet. Apparently. <laughs> Camouflaged asphalt. Yeah. That sounds pretty cool. It does sound pretty cool, doesn't it? Um, okay, so let's talk about Bob Lazar real quick. Bob Lazar claimed in 1989 that he had worked at Area 51's uh, S4, Sector 4, right? Said to be located underground inside the Papoose Range near Papoose Lake. That's fun to say, Papoose. 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 He claimed that he was contracted to work with alien spacecraft that the government had in its possession. <laughs> So we talked about I like that contract. I know. So what am I going to be doing? Well, you're going to be working with alien spacecraft. How do you feel about that? Is, okay. that, is that in your resume? You got any? You got any experience in this, this field? Down here, this box says I'm going to be working with alien spacecraft. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Do I need to check this box or or what? I don't really have that much. We'll learn you. You're good. On a job training, Bob. Don't worry about <laughs> we're it. We're all learning right now. <laughs> None of us know what the hell we're doing here. <laughs> Want to see this asphalt? <laughs> can't. You, look. You can't. <laughs> get the hose. I'll show you. <laughs> Pretty cool, huh? What do get you think? to work. Get to work. Don't touch it. No touching. <laughs> he runs his finger across. I love the finger. Like, yeah. <laughs> so right here we have... We better explain that in case somebody doesn't know. Yeah, so um, in his report, he when he was shown the facility, they had the spacecraft. The facility. And, day. The facility. and he was like, oh, dang. And he even reports that he ran, <laughs> he ran, <laughs> ran, his he ran his hand down the side of one of the spacecrafts. Yeah. It's like, imagine like showing them, you know, this is where you're going to be working. We got two spacecraft. Yeah. <laughs> What, it, what are you doing? It just reminds me of like, what is it, the movie, like Transformers or something? Yeah. Where, where he runs his hand along the car and just like, oh. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like a Michael Bay type totally thing. what he's, ooh. I said Jerry Bruckheimer. I meant Michael Bay. I'm I knew sorry. what you meant. You know what I meant. I knew um, what you were referring to. So there's a really good documentary on Netflix called Bob Lazar, Area 51 and Flying Saucers. And we it have his over. freaking signature, yo. We do. We actually got a uh, signed uh, picture from this documentary. So he drew cool. a picture of the the alien spacecraft, just kind of sketched it out, and he sent it to us and says, to Cam and Kobe, a.k.a. 
casual preference. So cool. Bob Lazar. So we have it. Yeah, it's oh, up. It's man. up in my room. Uh, it's really, really cool. Um, it's really cool. Bob has also been on the Joe Rogan podcast. Um, and if you want to go back and look at that episode, he goes into like tons of details. That one I have been meaning to listen to. He goes into a lot of details on all of this stuff, and it's Sweet. really, really good. There's also one not just pretty recently with Joe Rogan that had um, Jeremy Corbell and uh, the other guy. What the hell is that guy's name? I can't think of it, but he's uh, George Knapp. And so he's the, the Nap. Knapp. <laughs> <laughs> How fortunate for the Knapps. Um, anyways, it, that one's really interesting. and so goes into to a lot of this stuff as well. So anyways, so that's that's two of the biggest ones. That's Area 51. That's Roswell. And that's where a lot of, a lot of these different conspiracies and thoughts stem from because these yeah. are the originals that's pretty cool it's way cool but hey let's speaking of secrets and privates okay let's talk about <laughs> speaking of privates let's talk about <laughs> privacy and security for a minute let's do it so our world is crazy and maybe this is alien technology i don't know but laptops oh. cell phones all of that stuff we carry it around all day and even when you go to the movie theater and you're like i'm gonna turn it off you can go to the movie what? theater yeah, maybe. Um, it's still on, really. You can still connect to it. So, um, our even our cards have really fancy tech, the radio frequency identification. That stuff is very vulnerable. Mm -hmm. So, how do you keep it all private? How do you keep yourself from being exploited to the world? Your private's private. Yeah. <laughs> Silent Pocket. I did a little thing this week on it, huh? Yeah, you did. There's so, a video on our Instagram. Silent Pocket, this is where they come in to protect you. They offer a range of products you already use, like a wallet, a mm. bag, travel gear, mm. laptop sleeves, key cases. Lots of stuff. The thing that's sweet about them is you can combine prepper, storage, waterproof, all that stuff, and EMP proof all into one bag. Yeah, so you got the, the what's it called? It's like the, I don't it's know It's just the called. It's just the, the Silent Pocket backpack. Big bag. Yeah, it's a huge, it's a huge one. Yeah, and um, you did a test. It's it a, a cool massive test. dry bag. Yeah. And it's all lined with their patented technology, so you don't have to be carrying like a birdcage. It's yeah. a Faraday cage. Most likely came from Area 51. It had to have. I'm pretty sure I bet it that was the insulation. I bet it was yeah. like gold lining on inside yeah. the spacecraft. Every time so, I see it, I run my finger across it. There's a high chance Silent Pocket is part of Area 51. Uh -huh. But they offer a range of all this stuff to protect your, um, all of your devices, your yeah. cards, your phone, your laptop. Protect them also from a pulse, a mm. surge from an EMP or a mm -hmm. CME. And that we just talked about that recently. We did, yes. So seriously, go to Silent Pocket, silent-pocket.com, discount casual preppers, mm -hmm. get 10% off. They have sweet, sleek... Silent, beautiful black stuff. <laughs> I was getting into that. Yeah, it was, it, it, my that eyes closed times. and I got Sweet, all like sleek. sweaty, <laughs> blacked out. Yeah, but seriously, they have really cool stuff, and they, they even have like really. If you want just a few things to protect the device, you don't need to yeah. buy a whole bag. You don't have to just buy a sleeve. See, I've got the wallet, and the wallet just makes me feel Your good. Your wallet's sweet. I, like I love it. it. Yeah. Looks good on your butt. It does. I don't like to take it off my butt because it just makes me look better. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, all this stuff in the past, a lot of people wonder. I know you're still going, aren't you? Yeah, I'm still going, but that's okay. Oh, I won't cut you off. Okay. You know what? Kobe's, Kobe's still got some stuff for you. So, that was the stuff kind of in the past, but let me tell you something. It keeps getting weirder. You know it, what? Let me tell you something. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> so... There was an article dated 4-28-20, okay? This just recently came out. Do you know who Tom DeLonge is? Yeah. You do. I do, too. 
Some people might it was a not good know. Band. I liked he was it. the lead singer of Blink One Eighty Two back in the day. I used to listen to him when I go snowboarding. Yeah. The current lead singer of Angels and Airwaves, former lead singer of Boxcar Racer. I mean, he's he's a dude that a lot of people know. But he's really. In, I don't know why I never knew that he was part of Boxcar Racer. Yeah, Crazy. really. Uh, into aliens. Uh, yeah, like he's only dumped his whole life. He might money. be an alien. <laughs> I don't know. But this is from an article dated 4-28-2020. Tom DeLonge's year-long effort to publicize alleged UFO sightings came to fruition this week when the U.S. Navy officially released three of the clips the former Blink-182 singer has been take, talking about for years. The eerie clips take, titled... TikToking. TikToking. Uh, the eerie clips titled Gimbal, Fleer, and Go Fast were first published by the New York Times and DeLong's UFO Research Organization to the, to the Stars Academy in 2017 and 2018. So he has this research organization called To the Stars Academy. And they have a bunch of like super former high level like uh, government people and they have like these researchers and stuff and they're basically trying to release a bunch of these types of things to the public saying, hey, aliens are real, look. Or UFOs are real, or unidentified flying objects. They're all real. So they released three clips, and if you haven't seen these, they're weird. They're super weird. They're crazy weird. Like, this isn't 1940s, this you know, real. Like this is, like, 2004. Like, current tracking heat signature. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's insane. So, in one, among the most famous alleged UFO sightings on record, a Navy FA-18 Super Hornet jet has an otherworldly encounter with an unidentifiable white oval-shaped object off the coast of San Diego in 2004. And this, is this the one they're actively talking about? They're like, yes. what is that over there? I think a couple and you can hear the pilots. There. You can hear them talking. Yes. So in, in one video, an aviator can be heard saying, whoa, got it. Woo-hoo. What the F is that thing? <laughs> Woo-hoo. I give that, I'm just guessing that's what he sounds like. Yeah. I've heard it, but it's been a while. Woo-hoo. <laughs> Another, sir. Whoa. Got it. Sir. Woo-hoo. Sir. Woo-hoo. Sir. sir. <laughs> Another reacts by asking, wow, what is that, man? The object quickly flies away from the jet that is capable of flying at nearly 2,000 miles an hour. The 2017 Times article detailed a hidden UFO program in the Pentagon called the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program. There, the at tip. And so there's actually, I, I'm going to keep going back to Joe Rogan, but there's a great Rogan podcast with Commander Fravor. He is one of these pilots. Oh, wow. And he goes over cool. his entire encounter. Like, Oh, wow. Woohoo. Yeah. He does, he it's there? about an hour and a half of him doing that. <laughs> <laughs> but he kind of goes over the, his entire encounter. And I think, I can't remember if he was. The Tic Tac one, or if he was the other one, the, uh, what was one it One of the called? three. The Go Faster. I can't remember. Fleur. Yeah. Gimbal. So, if you want to go check that out, that's actually a really great podcast, too. So, now let's move to July of 2020. This just happened last month. According to a recent report from the New York Times, a top-secret Pentagon program has been conducting classified briefings for over a decade, analyzing various encounters between military craft and unidentified aerial vehicles. According to the Times, the Pentagon stated that the program was disbanded, but a Senate committee report last month revealed spending on a program called the Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon Task Force. So there's all these different, like, government entities that are looking yeah. into this. and It was reported in late June that the U.S. Senator Marco Rubio had requested a detailed analysis of the task force findings. This is where it kind of starts getting weird. The report stated that the committee supports the efforts of the task force to collect and standardize data regarding unidentified aerial phenomenon as well as their links to foreign governments and potential threats. Right. So it kind of makes homeland sense security why stuff. they're doing this. Yeah, homeland security. If you don't know what it is, okay, maybe it's these foreign governments that are testing this stuff. We don't know, so we have to look into it. 
Now, the New York Times is reporting that the secretive task force is expected to release new and alarming findings that may involve, quote, vehicles made of materials not of this planet. Like silent pocket material. Yeah. Not made it that right there. Our government put that out into the public. Right? Yeah. That is the most bonkers thing. You of, could, what? In the year of years. Yes. They released it. So I've got theories on that too. Yeah. So astrophysicist and- Throw them off the virus. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Former consultant for the UFO program since 2007, Eric W. Davis, told the Times that he gave a classified- WD. WD. He gave a classified briefing to the Defense Department agency as early as March regarding, quote, off-world vehicles not made on this earth. Maybe UFOs are like- Side by sides for aliens. <laughs> be, yeah. They're like, oh, I'm way off course. Oh, how'd I get lost out here, honey? I, I should have asked through the asteroid. I was yeah. headed to Andromeda, and yeah. now I'm clear down here in the Milky Way. Took a left at the asteroid belt and got freaking turned around. We've had this virus, and I, we all bought UFOs, and <laughs> we're heading back. Government stimulus checks brought us <laughs> to this point. So there's a lot of people who think the government is dumping this info in the middle of this chaos so that it sort of gets yeah, lost. Yeah, lost so, It does seem a weird ether, time to release right? it. So they're thinking... Well, we're all dying anyway. Here's some yeah. information on you. There's so much news going on. There's so much crazy stuff. Like, let's dump it in the middle of this, and then maybe... We mean to get this off our back. So yeah, this is a good it won't time be a big deal. It. So that's what a lot of people think. But there's, there's they also... They think it'd be blurred out by yeah, some of the more important exactly. events. Exactly. Yeah, like, there's a, there's a... you know We did reveal this, but... Yeah, there's an election going on. There's people dying. All these types of things. It's, it's like really secrets. Weird. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, we got an election and the virus yeah. and UFO has been seen. And yeah, then that's exactly got, what it feels like. Yeah, it seriously, does. It's weird. Others though think that they're doing it because pretty soon they're going to be releasing other bigger, more important information about UFOs. I hope so. I hope so too. But they're they're like, let's give them a little taste of it so <laughs> that when it happens, people don't freak the hell out, yeah. right? Because now we're all kind of like. Well, hell, are they real? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, maybe they are. The government's talking about it. They're actually, like, officially maybe putting this out. Maybe we can fly in them, but the only way is you got to wear a mask. Oh, So they're preparing sure. society now. Could be. Just to get us all Could ready. Be. You don't know, man. You never know. So, anyways, stuff keeps That's getting cool. weirder. That's and cool. I who think knows? it's cool. I think it's way cool. So, uh, yeah. Do aliens exist? I don't know. Maybe. Well, here's some theories. So, endless space, galaxies, mm. go where no man's gone before. Sure. So, there's a ton of it. Could there be life out there? It seems pretty, pretty logical that, that there would song? be. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I was going <laughs> into like, life out there. I feel like I was starting a book. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So, um, it was search. the best of times. It was the worst of times. <laughs> yeah. For an alien. Yes. It, they did not believe him. A human could find them. <laughs> um, so the SETI, mm. the search for extraterrestrial. SETI, your ass down. We're going to talk to you about something. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> All right, you're going to be, cr- you're just going to be shocking. SETI, your ass down. SETI, your ass down. But yeah, so they're searching for us, people. We're so glad for SETI. We are, yeah. Because they're out there looking. They're mm. looking hard for... <laughs> I wanted to bring up the point. You've heard that we've been sending out signals and capsules and all that. Crap. Oh, yeah, for sure. There's some weird stuff. That they sent out? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, Keo was a proposed space I got a new time- Kia. 
Yeah, this the company changed and decided <laughs> no more capsules. Let's build cars. We're gonna build the Telluride now. <laughs> so Keo is the name. Have you heard of this one? I don't. I don't know. So Keo is the name of proposed space time capsule, which was uh, to have been launched in 2003, carrying messages from citizens of present Earth. No, I haven't heard this. To one. humanity, fifty thousand years from now. There's stuff floating out there now, even from you know. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of them that have like. There's like that laser disc. Yep. That has like all that they sent out in the seventies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was like how they're floating. Yeah. Well, there's like a like Tesla out there, isn't there? And I think so. Tesla but put a car out there. There's some. Oh yeah, they did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's some crazy stuff out there. I bet you the DeLorean's floating around probably, out there. Well, I think the Tesla is actually just in orbit around the Earth. Yeah. I mean, is that right? Because you can like, so like, they can tap into that before they go down. They're like, well, I don't want to go down here. Yeah. Um. Anyways. This was, it was later delayed to 2006, then to 2007, then to 2008, 2010, 2011. <laughs> Look, it has them all in there. It just goes on. Forward. But anyways, um, here's some of the things that they were going to put in this. Okay. So we, we've sent stuff out there so that if some astronaut finds garbage floating, or astronaut, alien, <laughs> they're like, hey, what's this? This is what they're going to find. Yeah. So the Keo is, like, this stuff's already in it. They just haven't, I don't think it's been launched. Um, carry samples of air. Air samples. I don't know. Why well, what are we to put some air in there? Yeah, seawater, oh, earth, seawater, and a diamond <laughs> that's encased in a drop of human blood. Oh my gosh! What on earth? Uh, nobody's gonna want to come to Earth. Like what the? These people are freaks. Yeah. So a drop of human blood chosen at random with the DNA of the human genome engraved uh. on one of its facets. Wow. Uh, yeah. I hope they picked. One that doesn't have diabetes, hypertension, prostate cancer. Good Anyways, luck with that. They're like, oh, this race has got 1% a lot of problems. One percent of the Earth has that. But that was one that hasn't been launched. But they did. They sent out a lot of different um, things that are floating around out there that yeah. will float around for like thousands Ever. of years. Yeah. And somebody's going to bump into it and pick it up and be like, humans are weird. It's like a real blood diamond. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somebody took it too far. Anyway, I yeah. thought that was pretty interesting. Mm. Um, so anyways. Anyways. So we're trying to reach out of these and figure mm. out if they're out there. So there's some theories of why we don't see aliens on a regular basis or why these UFOs, one, our government's covering them up. But yeah. um, have you ever heard of the Fermi paradox? I have, actually. It's kind of an interesting deal. We talked about that. The, Did we? I couldn't remember if we brought in the him time up. travel episode. We talked about the guy, Fermi, the uh, physicist. What is he? Yeah, he was. Yep, yep. he's a nuclear. He he created the first nuclear reactor. Yep, reactor, reactor, reactor. Yeah, um, raptor. Yeah, he could, Ford nuclear, Raptor. <laughs> Ford nuclear Raptor. Raptor. <laughs> first Ford Raptor. It's coming out in twenty twenty one. Yeah, and they got a lot of stuff coming. Bronco, great torque, horsepower, nuclear Raptor. Oh man, it's really clean unless it melts down. It runs off of plutonium. Plutonium. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's got a little capsule. You drop in a yeah, bunch yeah. of uh, beer, banana, banana peels. Yep, yep, yep. So he, so this is what he says. Super smart guy, obviously. And they Sounds were like, like "What do you think about extraterrestrial? Li I can't say it today. <laughs> extraterrestrial life out there? Mm -hmm. Super smart." And what did he say? He said he realized that any civilization with a modest amount of rocket technology and an immodest amount of imperial incentive could rapidly colonize the entire galaxy. What is an immodest amount? I know. Well, that is immodest. Your amount of gonna, yeah. imperial incentive is they immodest. They want to just take over. Like us. <laughs> yeah. He's probably speaking about America. Sure. 
Um, within 10 million years, every star system could be brought under the wing of empire. Mm. 10 million years may sound long, but in fact, it's quite short compared with the age of the galaxy, which is roughly 10,000 millions of years. That's a that's not even a real number. Yeah. 10,000 yeah. million billion trillion years. <laughs> I think they talked to him like a like a little a lunch thing, yeah. yeah. 1950s when they asked him this. Yeah, he's all, I don't know, like 10,000 10, million years. <laughs> Write that down. That's right. <laughs> I'm smart. I made nuclear yeah. thing. Um, <laughs> nuclear thing. Give me some more pudding. <laughs> Give me more of that tapioca. I got a nuclear thing on my brain. Um, colonization of the Milky Way should be a quick exercise. So he's like... We no would biggie. be overtaken. Yeah. The galaxies and universes and all would be overrun by some super advanced alien. So he's kind of like, we're alone. That's hmm. basically what he came down to. Interesting. What it came down to. Interesting. And then lunch was over. <laughs> he's like, I, think I got him off my back. Got in his Ford Raptor and took off. Yeah. Here's some other things. The, the zoo hypothesis. Okay. So the zoo hypothesis was thought up in 1973 by MIT radio astronomer John Ball. Oh, and Johnny he, B. Uh, he basically talked about how we're basically a zoo. Mm. We don't want to be messed with. They're watching us. Mm -hmm. Don't interact with them. And yeah. they're studying us. Don't feed the bears. Kind of. That's kind of what it seems like. You know, they come zooming in. Maybe they crash. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, they're just. We're just kind of like a zoo that they're actively watching, monitoring, seeing how we act. Mm -hmm. But in other words, it assumes that alien life is out there, but it's so advanced, either it doesn't want to influence our primitive society. You know, like in Star Trek, when they sure. like, in the second of the new ones, they like save that race and they're like, well, now you screwed them up because they're worshiping the uh, so, yeah. spaceship. Um, it's either they don't want to influence like our primitive society, which probably is pretty primitive mm -hmm. still knows not to get involved with other intelligent life. They're just smart. They're just super yeah. smart. So they're just watching this. Um, other beliefs are that they already visited Earth way long ago. And yeah. it was dinosaurs and ape men or even before that. Yeah. And so they're like, well, there's nothing here. What was the guy that said that we were like bred with this alien race? Yeah. You remember that guy? I tried to find some of that stuff. Uh, man. I couldn't, I what, couldn't were the, what were they called? Ah, oh, they had like a weird name. Remember? And yeah. it, that was like the I do remember Nibiru that. that was when we thing. talked about uh-huh. Nibiru. It was when oh the yeah. What the hell it was it called? Yeah, Keep I know what going. you're talking about. The Anunnaki. Anunnaki, yep, yeah. that's it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of they were visited already and they were already introduced and then mm -hmm. basically were their workhorses. We yeah. were created. Um and then Earth is just ignored. It's kind of like the zoo hypothesis. Sure. Many believe that this is kind of a different one. Um is that Alien life has basically developed so advanced to where it's just intelligible AI. Mm. So yeah. it's it's not a living organism anymore. It's just intelligent, self-sustaining AI. Um, so you'll never see those little alien guys anymore. Maybe the spaceship's just empty. Yeah. You know, the UFOs just come down. They're just like um, little satellites. Or they're, they're a brain themselves. Who knows? So transhumanist. -hum humanist. Humanist. Is that what they are? No. I was like, what is this? Transhuman. I didn't even know there was like a group of people that believes like heavily in this AI thing. There's and a I, group of people who believe heavily in everything. <laughs> that's true. So um, 
one of one of these guys had said the big question is whether the AI goes on to become conscious and define its own goals and decide it doesn't need the biological creatures that developed it. This is mm-hmm. Stuart Clark. He kind of studies this stuff and said basically that the fact that if our life form turns into putting our memories and thoughts, we're getting kind of close to some freaky AI stuff. Oh, for sure, yeah. So it's like, when does it get to a point where it's like, screw this? Yeah. I can live forever because yeah. I'm intelligence. And that's what a lot of believe that we don't have these aliens. It's just it's just AI. Well, it's just AI. And a lot of people think that maybe we are a simulation. That's we're, true we're actually too. in a we're simulation like, and there's like We're AI. like the Matrix. Yeah, we're like kind the of. Matrix, basically. Yeah. Um, And then one thing is maybe we're just too stupid to know how to take a decent photo. Did Could you know be. that the CIA, CIA, the CI, <laughs> did you know CIA came out with a guide? I did taking not know pictures that. of the, uh, to, to how to take a picture of UFO. <laughs> Gosh dang it. I wish they would do a guide on how to take a picture of Bigfoot. I know. That's Come exactly on. what I was, that's what. Oh, shit, you did I even put it put there. Holy down. crap, you did. I was like, if they've got a, a real clear cut way of doing it. Why not for UFOs? Why love. not for yeah. so here? Here are the steps. If you're still wanting to get your own picture, number one, have a camera set at infinity. Okay. F- two, fast. That's focus. Infinity focus is what I'm yeah. guessing they're saying. That's what I was like looking at. I'm like, what? Is-? I thought it was a joke. At you first. got an and infinity like, button. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. Infinity then you need fast focus. film, such as TriX, is very good. Fast film. Yeah. Who uses film anymore? I know this is all. This is made way back in. This is '96 or something. It's even older than that. Oh, okay. And then three for moving objects, sh- shutter speeds Very not fast. slower than any hundredth yeah. of a second. You know, Kobe probably would know this stuff better. Shutter and f-stop combination will depend on the lighting conditions. Sure. So know how to use your camera. Yeah. Um, do not move camera during exposure. Sure. Yeah. That's number four. Number five takes it. So this is from the CIA. I'm not just making this up. Take several pictures of the object as many as you can. And if you can, include some ground in there. Oh yeah. So, so it doesn't look like get- yeah. You can get the, you know, relation to the ground and whatnot. Yeah. That makes sense. If the object appears to be close to you, a few hundred feet or closer, try to change your location on the ground so that each picture or a few pictures are taken from a different place. So you're not just... Sure. It's always in one spot. Yeah. Don't make it look fake. Change the position of 40 or 60 feet is good, you know, up and down. Yeah. Anything you can do. 50 feet even. A small movement here will not help. However, like if... I cut that part out. This establishes what is known as the baseline and is helpful technical analysis of your photography if the object appears to be far away a mile or so remain where you are and continue taking pictures okay a small movement here will not help however you can get in the car and drive another half mile and take another series of pictures <laughs> hoping that that ufo stays that makes sense after the pictures of the ufo have been taken remain where you are now slowly turning three 360 degrees taking overlapping eye level photography okay. you know basically what you can Panorama, do i think the google app was uh-huh. available then because you can use panoramic sure um or if you had gopro this would be easy um by this technique the the surrounding countryside will be photographed kind of cool that they talked about this and now we have this really yeah sophisticated way um what's the criminal negative what does that say i don't know I can't um be sure to process with care <laughs> okay and then nine if you can have another negative made from the original we don't make negatives anymore no and then 10, any reproductions you have made for technical study and analysis should be made in the original negative and should be printed to show all the pictures, including the border and even the sprocket holes in your files, if your film has them. Jeez. So this was old, but they had a way of doing it. And okay. apparently nobody listened because we don't have a lot more pictures. Gosh. 
So interesting, interesting like stuff. That it, yeah, that's a great. And here's some other real quick ones. Okay. Right, actually, why don't you go ahead? Okay. Kim. This is pretty exciting, though. Water lily. It's way exciting. Let's talk about water lily. And you know what? Let's meet the new water lily. Yeah. Water lily was a sponsor a, a while back, and guess what? They've got some really new cool stuff. I'd like to talk about it real quick. The, wa the water lolly. <laughs> water lily can still generate energy from rivers and streams and with the emergency hand crank. So if you don't know what water lily is, it's this cool little turbine you could throw in the river. It spins around. We talked about it on two different Christmas yes. episode lists. Uh -huh. like Because yeah. it's, it's such a cool technology. Really cool product. But now you can also quickly transform water lily into a powerful wind turbine this is great with their new water lily access wind lily accessory that means guaranteed power anywhere doesn't matter where you're at you got water you got air you got wind you're on earth you're on earth you're making you can power, power you're going to yeah. generate power with 24 7 three-in-one charging capability water lily is the world's most versatile portable power solution great for camping boating off-grid living or in your survival kit water lily gives you energy anywhere you can pre-order Water Lily or the Wind Lily bundle now for just $269.99. That's $65 off the retail price when pre-ordering ends. Casual Preppers listeners can use the code CASUALPREPPERS and save an additional 10% at checkout. That's $243 with the code. So you're going to save some great money, and you're going to get something that's really, really cool. I mean, it's just one it, of those things. It is. People it's, are going to see it, and they're going to go, oh, dude, that's legit. Yeah. It's a fantastic investment. It, the technology is awesome. It really is. It really is. Waterlilyturbine.com or find them on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. I think that's a great deal. Because literally, unless you're on Mars yeah. or, or, or on the moon, like <laughs> you're going to be fine. You're going to be able to produce power yeah. in any form. And it's not this humongous It's not at deal. all. You can put it in a backpack. You can put it in your backpack. Yeah, all the blades come off from yep. the little windmill, mm -hmm. and it's, it's super cool. Yeah, it's I awesome. I think I'd read, I was looking at the website, and it has... Um, like to produce power for a cell phone, like mm -hmm. depending on obviously how fast the water is, how how strong the wind is. But it's yeah. like you can charge your phone in an hour up to like 60% or something. Holy cow, that's sweet. Because most of them take a day. Solar power takes forever, man. Oh, forever. Forever. So this, I think this is a fantastic item for any, any prepper, any survivalist. For sure. any, Even if you just camp a lot. Exactly, yeah. Because that's <clears> the thing. I always take uh, different batteries to run fans mm -hmm. and lights. It's yep. like you can just charge them all while you're sleeping. Exactly. Cool. So go to waterlilyturbine.com or find them on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. Use our code CASUALPREPPERS. You're going to get that additional 10% off at checkout. It's so, almost 100 bucks off. Like, yeah, it's crazy. All around. All around, for sure. Yep. So, some, so. a few other things, a few other little theories. Um Aliens are all dead. Oh. So this is the most depressing theory. <laughs> Super depressing. Maybe we haven't found extraterrestrials because they're all dead. At least mm -hmm. now. The universe is 3.78 billion or so years old. And in that amount of time, there might have been plenty of civilizations that evolved and went extinct. Okay. There's those theories that Mars was just a nuclear war. Have you and, heard that one? I have heard that one, So the yes. planet still exists, but it just killed and wiped and yeah. vaporized everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, and so they're just gone. That's why. Makes sense. Maybe a few that were out on a camping trip came back. They're like, well, yeah. piss. Maybe Earth has, and then they crashed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the aliens are sleeping, so there's a theory that they're all hibernating. Um, perhaps the extraterrestrial species out there, it's so advanced, it cannot efficiently make use of its technology right now because the universe temperature is currently too high. I mean, global warming or space warming, I don't know. Yeah. So they're basically just waiting. They're just... They've just gone into hibernation. We're going to hibernate till the conditions are right. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Aliens are hiding. 
Mm. Even a genius like Stephen Hawking thought the aliens might destroy us if they ever were to find us. It makes then sense. Then maybe we should be afraid, a little afraid. Mm-hmm. And we're sending out stuff of weird crap. They probably want to wipe us off the planet anyway. Yeah. Um, if another civilization were technologically savvy enough and had enough resources, it could build a massive orbital structure like a Dyson sphere Ooh, the Dyson to keep sphere. it cloaked from detection. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool stuff. That's a whole other thing. Oh, yeah, can... totally. Haven't we talked about Dyson spheres We've mentioned before? it, yeah. I think we we went into a little more detail. I don't remember, man. It's been a long time. So many things. Um, It might use high-powered lasers or ray guns, maybe. Mm, Ray guns. (laughs) To provide an an optical facade that Mm -hmm. keeps its planet from being detected by telescopic instruments. Cool. That we know, like, Nibiru is one of those. Yes. So it's just Hide behind the sun, man. Like, get an old filter. Yeah. Sophia filter, whatever. Aliens are still evolving. Maybe alien life is actually everywhere, and it's not intelligent enough to speak with us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can fly up to us, but can't talk. Yeah. Took about 3.5 billion years for evolution to turn a single-celled microbe into humans, so they say, for the non-religious. Yeah. Maybe we just happen to evolve faster than and earlier than everyone yeah. else. This one kind of makes sense, but then a lot of people it are does, like... It does, kind of. People are a lot but like, what about the UFOs? Yeah, it does, it, yeah, it does and it doesn't. It does you know? and it doesn't. Yeah. I agree. I and then humans haven't spent enough time looking. We're just not focused enough. I'm looking on it. every time I walk outside at night. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> Realistically speaking, we've only had the proper equipment to search for aliens in a little over half century. That's crazy. Which is yeah. So you think about all the things that we're developing and finding and learning. Like mm-hmm. who knows? The next fifty years might be massively. Absolutely. We might find everything. Yeah. And what else do we have to discover? Nothing. Nothing. The aliens are already here. This is the one that... I like this. This is like the War of the Worlds type thing. Yeah. So there's a couple different ways this could go. Um, Maybe the aliens are already here and we just haven't figured it out. They look like us. Sure. They live amongst us and they just kind of slip out some technology to help us along. Um, They're like the guardian aliens or something. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Or maybe they've already let themselves be known to certain groups. There's a lot of people that think that certain people are aliens. (laughs) Certain... Oh, High power figures. Yes. Or they're hiding in the ground and they're going to come out and zap us all and yep. kill us like the War of the Worlds. Funny thing is I watched part of that movie the other day, actually. Yeah. War of the Worlds. It's such a good movie. It's so great I until... Like, I yeah. just don't really like the last The last bit, piece. But it's little, so good before that. It really is. But yeah, you know, there's I've, I've even had people <clears throat> that I, I've read and also had people that believe we're, we're like a weird planet that people that look just like us that are further advanced, yeah. they just visit. Sure. Yeah. And we're going on vacation to Earth because look at 2020, it's a nightmare. Yeah. We've we're immune to the virus. And uh-huh. so, anyways, it's just there's Love a lot it. of theories out there why we don't see them. Totally. Aliens. That's it. They're so cool. That's what we got for today. Like my favorite. Yeah. Um, we'll be talking about aliens more. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's one of our favorite subjects. They're supposed to show up this year. Yeah. Probably October. September. Probably October a good time. time. Yeah. They're going to come right in. around Halloween. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. It's a great time. Uh, Cam, since we're here, let's take a couple of minutes. We got some uh, subscription boxes that came in, and there's some, man, we got some really good stuff. So let's start with the uh, Going Gear EDC Club. Yeah. Uh, This month is really cool, actually. Is Is the paper in there by any chance? And they have some different stuff on their website, like different different kits. So the first thing they have is the QSP Hawk, a $97 value. This is a Freaking slick little knife, dude. Super nice. Damascus steel, deep carry pocket clip, the Vera wood handle. Um, it, I'd some, I'm kind of you in love Instagram with it. You should Instagram that today. I think I Instagrammed it yesterday. A oh, little, you did already? On, on stories, yeah. 
So we'll do I that like again. The symbol, it's, yeah, yeah, it's got like that. I like lo- I love their logo, that that triangle. Yeah, man, logo. that's a it's a beautiful knife. Mm-hmm. So that's really cool. And then they have the Sons of Liberty playing cards by Art of Play. It's a fifteen dollar value. So cool. It is one of the best looking uh, card decks. Card I've decks I've ever seen. It kind of <laughs> really has like the is. it has the um the I know what you've seen. Yeah, the Mason. Uh, Freemason symbols on the back. It's got the Sons of Liberty on the front. It's really cool, this is dude. Like cards. That- it's weird to be kind of excited about a deck of cards, but it is awesome looking. And you know what? Cards are a great thing to put in an EDC oh, kit so good. or a get so home bag things. or a bug out bag because you can play so many games. You know what I mean? There are. There's tons. So, uh, yeah. So check out the Going Gear EDC Club. They have some really cool stuff. And this month was one of my favorites that they've put they, out. They, they, yeah, they knocked it out. They, of the park, it, they knocked it out of the park. So the next one we have, which one do you have next there, Cam? Um, let's do Crate Club. Crate Club. This is our first Crate Club we've ever gotten. And boy, yeah, that's it. They have some really cool. So we have the Crate Club General, and they do lots of cool tactical gear and stuff super, like that. Like, Holy moly, they got some cool stuff. So let's start with the Gerber Ghost Strike Knife. Ultralight self-defense knife, customizable sheath, sheath, uh, low-profile open carry. Uh, it's cool. Looks a lot like the knife that BattleBox yeah. gives our mm-hmm. subscribers. It's it's a cool little like um, yeah, cool knife. Really cool. The next thing they have is the Olight PL Mini Two. So this is a compact rechargeable weapon light with an adjustable rail. Um, so holy crap, it, it's I compatible a, with uh, most pistols. And subcompacts. I'm in love with Olight. All yeah, their they stuff. Yeah, they have such good really stuff, man. Really good lights. Oh. And, oh. Oh. Light. <laughs> oh. oh. Light. Yeah, so uh, this really is cool. perfect. Yeah. Cool little weapon I light. should attach it to something. You should see how it looks. And then we'll just fight over it, whoever wants. Exactly. The next thing is the Dango Products D01 Dapper Wallet. RFID blocking, uh, built-in bottle opener, Holds oh, up really? to 12 cards, anodized aluminum wallet frame made in the USA. Yep. That's cool, cool one. I think Comes I actually already have this wallet. It's a beautiful canister. Yeah. It's a beautiful canister. Yes, yes, beautiful canister. Mm. Yeah. You have this one? I think I might. This one's cool. I think I might. I'll have to look at it, though. And, Co, okay, so the next thing, I we actually got um, a really similar tool in a battle box yeah. recently, but this one is kind of the upgraded version. This is the Leatherman Skeletool CX, and it comes with a sheath. Is it this one? No, it's a, a Leatherman, cool. bro. Leatherman. Oh, it's got a, I haven't even seen the logo like yeah. that before. It has, um, basically it comes with a blade, pliers, a bit driver, and a pocket clip, and a Whoa. bottle opener. Yeah. Lightweight, low profile, perfect size. I've got the the other version. Actually, I've been carrying it for like a week, and I freaking love it. Is it like this one? Yeah, it's really similar, but that one is like carbon fiber or something. This one's a little oh, bit different. Yeah, fiber. and it comes with the sheath. Man, this box is insane. It's insanely good. Yeah, I'm, I've been super impressed with Crate Club. So that's a great uh, item. Then you go to the Crate Club hammock, and if you love hammocks, you're going to love this hammock because it's a hammock. I love hammocks. All right, so this one has um, actually has like a cover that goes over it, waterproof compression stuff sack, easy uh, to install, 9 foot long, 90 foot long, 9 foot long. <laughs> Four and a half you can put your entire prepper group <laughs> you in pretty this much hammock. Put your entire town in this hammock. Just no. dangle it over your... Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. The next item is the Key Smart Clean Key. Latrine, that's what I'm trying to get to. Key Smart Clean Key, Cameron. And these days, it's gold. 
is gold. So basically, it's you can have this on your key ring and you don't have to touch anything. It's really cool. Um, reduce your point of contact on everything. Stop getting Rona all over your fingers. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of a funny thing, but it looks pretty handy. Yeah, a lot of people have been using those. The next thing is the Bastion Braza Custom. Great EDC folder by Bastion. Everything this they make is awesome. feels a lot like the Nuke. It does, yeah. Bastion. It does a lot like the Nuke. And yeah. I love that knife. Yeah. So anyways, D2, D2 Steel blade really cool this awesome thing and then the last thing is the crate club urban drab backpack 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 um yeah we've gotten can't get one. enough backpacks yeah so it's and it has the, the crate club logo on it and everything it has Gosh, kind dang. of a unique opening it does like, it doesn't yeah. open like a regular backpack. yeah it opens really wide if you unzip it all the way Jeez Louise, man. Lots of good stuff. I feel like you're going to say, hey, we got a side-by-side. <laughs> put it together. The brand new 2020 Bronco in the box. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> yeah. You're only a little away from Great this. stuff from Crate Club. And That's the last thing we have is the Battle Box. Okay. The latest Battle Box. Cam's kicking shit everywhere. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I wanted to kick it out of the way. And it hit the I was like, that's great stuff. <laughs> Breaking everything he's got over there. Um, yeah, we got the latest battle box. Um, if he can get it out, I don't know what he's doing over there, but he'll figure it out. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm struggling here. Yeah. Um, can you give me the card? I gotta open it. <laughs> he can't quite get it open. They do, yeah. They don't want it falling out in the mail, bro. Okay, so, um, yeah, I'm trying. <laughs> okay, Battle Box, Mission 66. Let's start with the Lord and Field Bushcraft Spice Wallet. Now, basically, it's this cool leather-bound wallet that has these the little spice things in it. This one? Yeah. Oh, it has the spice? The spice holders, so you can take it. I thought it was just a wallet. I was like, <laughs> now that <laughs> that is... That no. is a cowboy wallet. That is a cowboy. One. You can put some tassels on that sucker. You're ready to roll. No, but you got the little um, vials in there for your oh, spices. Dude, I think, is this kind of like that? Yeah. I've seen the, uh, there was like an Instagram or a uh, a post once, and I was mm -hmm. like, man, I want a kit that has that. This is yeah, exactly what it, it is. So you Lord fill and field. full of rosemary. Yeah, I hate rosemary. Don't put rosemary it. in it. So that's great. And then you have the Colby valve, not Kobe. Colby, um, this is uh, like some like upgraded valves for your uh, valve stems for your tires. Oh, those! Wow, yeah, never seen that. Stick that up your butt, Cameron. <laughs> okay. So there you go. The next thing is the simple strap. It's a sixteen dollar value. This thing is actually really cool. Yeah. So you can children. Yeah, you can cut it up and it like binds binds to itself. Binds, <laughs> bang, binds to it's itself. Binds, binds, bang, bang. Yeah, it binds to itself. Um, Weird. You can cut it in different strips and tie it like Eat it. <laughs> it's, it's like jerky. It's like a fruit by the foot. Just chew on it while you're out. Yeah. I'm real hungry. I just chew on a simple strap. A simple strap. Rubber tastes great. Man, there's just a lot of Yeah. Them. Next thing is a Southern Survival Fire Starter. It's a free. That's just an extra thing they put in there. <laughs> Fun. All right. Small compact. <laughs> <laughs> Fun. Yet effective EDC item. Keep I your. Think, I don't think we got that. Didn't baby. we? Yeah. Except when you're casual Not preference, fun. they don't give it to you. <clears throat> Advanced box. Let's move on to the Tactica M250. <laughs> so it's a cool little like it's jump drive. It's a it's a little bit driver that you can keep in your pocket. Ooh, it's kind of cool. 
That is cool. I'm not going to get it out. But it's rad. Yeah. Probox. Nature. Power. 8-watt semi-flex solar charger. If you like the sun, if you have some sun, <laughs> and you need some power, booyah. Ready to roll. Yeah, 8-watt max power. Yep. Ugh. And then, uh, here we go. Yeah, the Leatherman Black and Silver Skeletool. This is the thing I've been carrying. Oh, well. You've held on to my box for weeks. So. Yeah, that's I know. Good. Well, that's how we do it. That's how we do yeah, it. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Yeah, so well, that's funny. Actually, it is. it's that one. Yeah, that's that one. But it, it's basically the same thing. It's just a different version. So, anyways, Kobe says he loves it. Great stuff from Going Gear Crate Club Battle Box. Jeez, Louise. Go check them out. Use our code Casual great Preppers. Stuff. I don't know if that Casual Preppers code is going to work on the other ones, but I know it works on Battle Box. Yeah. All right. Use it everywhere. Like Use said. it everywhere. All right, guys. Thanks. Stay survived. See you next time. <laughs>